Hey, what's going on there, Warrior? Jeff here from WarriorLife.com and the Warrior Life Academy. Welcome to podcast episode number 453. This week's show, what, what, wait, 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 what, somebody disagreed with me about bug out bags? Inconceivable. Well, I guess there's always one or two out there who don't recognize my sheer brilliance, like my girlfriend, her kids, my kid, well, and there's my mom, and my dog, and my... Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. Hey, what's going on, Warrior? Jeff Anderson here, WarriorLife.com, Warrior Life Academy. And this week's show is always my favorite type of show because I love getting feedback from all of you out there who are either watching us on the stream on one of the social media channels or YouTube or Facebook or whatever, or listening to our podcast and giving us feedback on the information that we're sharing here. I love to get feedback. And even more than I like getting feedback is I like getting people who are willing to disagree with me in a professional way. Now, sometimes, especially if you get on YouTube or some of the other social media channels, you get a bunch of mental midgets on there that just just can't back up whatever they're saying. They just like to say, you know, you have no idea what you're talking about. I like it when people say why I have no idea what I'm talking about or why they disagree in a respectful manner because all I want is to protect myself and my family in any sort of a disaster, crisis, collapse, or attack. That's my goal. So if you have something that you feel I'm either doing wrong or you have a better way of doing something, I want to hear it because it only makes me better prepared. That's the only reason why we share all of, all of our information is because I want you to be better prepared. So a few weeks ago, I went into one of my favorite topics, which is about the get home bag. And I'll go ahead and put a link in the show notes or the resources, wherever you're, wherever you're getting this, and over to the, that stream that I did there. But the super micro cliffs notes of that was about get home bags, that there's no such thing as a get home bag. There's a get to your bag bag, but that most people out there who are who consider themselves preppers or prepared are they've got the bat cave at home where they've got their their bug out bag, and then they've got this get home bag that is designed to get them over to their bug out bag so that they can evacuate. And my and the and the bottom line, and there were a lot of reasons that I gave in that in that last show about the reasons why that doesn't even make any sense and why there's only one place for your bug out bag and that is inside of your vehicle because getting home is just going to strip off if you, I mean if you really do have to evacuate then all you're doing is just wasting time if everybody in your area is trying to evacuate at the same time now you've just like every single second counts every single second counts and so you've just put yourself in even more danger and your family in more danger because you've now got to get back to your gear that you want to take with you rather than just having a plan for everybody to get out of there so there's a lot more that I went into there you can go ahead and watch that that episode if you want to but I did get one really good comment back that the person took the time to give a thoughtful response about why he disagreed and I started to respond back to him but I thought, you know, a lot of people are going to have the same kind of a, of a response. They're going to have the same reaction to everything that I said. And 
so I, I thought this would be a great opportunity to cover some of the main points that he gives here because I find that these are the most common viewpoints out there when it comes to prepping that, that I deal with and I'm trying to get people to get past. Now you might have a different opinion of this. I'm going to go ahead and share mine. I'd like to hear your feedback on it, so please go ahead and do that. This came in from Dean, I'm going to butcher this last name, Dean Nasserini. I think, sorry, Dean, if I, if I screwed that up. And before I start this, again, I want to, I want to make sure that Dean, I'm going to let you know in the, in the comments that I'm using your, your thing here, but I'm thanking you for providing this feedback. And even though you and I are going to disagree on 99% of everything that's in this, that's okay. Like you got to do you, I've got to do me. And my goal is to help you. Your goal here was to help everybody that would read this because, you know, and giving your reasons why you're, you're disagreeing with me. So this is not to, to pull you out and trash you or anything like that. Um, thank you for, for writing what you did. All right. You still might not agree with me. That's totally fine. But I'm going to read his, I'm going to read his whole comment here. And then I'm going to go into it one by one of the points that he made so that I can give you my feedback as well. All right. So Dean said, I couldn't disagree more in reference to the episode that I did there. Keeping your bug out bag in your vehicle is a horrible idea. I have an EDC slash get home bag that I carry with things like my handgun, first aid kit, grail, bo water bottle, which is like a, it's a purifying water bottle and so on. This bag would be emptied into my bug out bag if I needed to bug out. Bug out bags are a last resort and unless you live in Mayberry, I wouldn't risk such an investment in an unattended car. Plus, if, it had to actually, if I had to actually bug out, I would absolutely need to get home for my AR-15. Basically, my EDC will get me home, and that is my short-term survival bag, and my bug-out bag is my long-term survival bag. And I also disagree with avoiding camouflage, which is another thing I, I put out there, never do camo. Uh, he says camo and, and uh, coyote brown and things like that are, are super popular today. And I see those colors and patterns everywhere. And looking tactical can save your life. Are you going to try and take the tactical bag or the white Jansport backpack? I recommend the white Jansport because my tactical bag is a warning that if ignored will not end well. If there was a situation and everyone was panicked, no one is going to care about your camel backpack. You're not Jason Bourne. Everyone is going to be preoccupied with their own situation. Just my two cents. Okay, so that was the end of Dean's uh, comment. So now let me go ahead and break it down here into, there's three main points in here that I wanted to, uh, uh, there might be four here. Uh, so let me just take the first one. So he says, I have an EDC get home bag that, um, that I carry with things like my handgun, my first aid kit, water purifying bottle, and so on. This bag would be emptied into my bug out bag if I needed to bug out. Okay. So, so Dean, keep doing what you're doing with your everyday carry bag. Like I, I have an everyday carry bag also. Like I, I carry a laptop with me to and from work. I have things in my EDC bag. My This is our Strack Pack. We've got another smaller bag that's a Scram bag. But the Strack Pack that I carry, because it, if it's my laptop in it, I can put extra gear in it. I carry this when I travel everywhere. I do also have a backup handgun that's inside of it. So it has a covert pocket in it. And I do carry, I've got a first aid kit on it. I've got a personal alarm. I've got a tactical pen. That's not really a tactical pen. It's like a, I, I even have in the back, I even have a bulletproof panel that's super lightweight and I carry that in there. This is my, not get home bag, this is my get to my bag bag because if I need to use this because there's active shooter situation, rioting going on outside work or whatever is happening, 
Like this is meant to get me to my bag, which I have inside of my vehicle. As far as emptying everything into your bug out bag, when you get to it, like if you're, uh, first of all, again, I have to go back to what if going back home to get your bug out bag is going to cost you extra time or you've got to go back there now you're wasting gas, you're wasting time, when if it is a true evacuation, only if it's a true evacuation, right, then you're going to have to leave right away. If you don't have your bug out bag in your vehicle, you take away that option. And, and having the ability to, to make the right choices, taking fast, decisive action based upon the circumstances that you're in, is the key to your survival and your family's protection. So you've taken away a choice by keeping your bug out bag at home and forcing you to go back there where you might actually be trapped if you've got to get back there and now the roads are all piled up and now getting out is going to take you much longer and there's just you know, that's the whole reason why, right? The other element of that is that when you have your EDC bag and you get to your bag, which is in, should be in your vehicle, don't empty everything out of it because, first of all, what forget the wasted wasted time that it's going to be in there, but you might need that smaller bag wherever you're going to go, wherever your destination is, or if you are going to hand it off to a child that you have or, or a spouse or somebody who's older, maybe doesn't have as much strength. Like that bag somebody else can use within your, your party that you're evacuating could use that. Or if you get to your next destination, you're not going to want to carry around a, a big backpack that's your bug out bag and and you're going to need something smaller. So that's why like our system is all modular. So it allows you to, I know this seems like an infomercial for, uh, for this thing, but it's not, but basically like all of the, uh, like basically whenever you get to back to your, your bag, everything just snaps right in. Like there's four snaps on it and it just goes on top of the bug out bag because I can just take that thing off again. And now if I've got to go out on a short mission, I'm going on a patrols, whatever it is, I now have my, my, my sling pack with everything that I need in it. So I don't have to take everything out of the bug out bag. I already have my, uh, if I'm like doing a patrol, I've got a backup weapon. I've got my uh, first aid kit. I've got a bulletproof panel. However you load out is entirely up to you, right? But that's one of the purposes of it, and that's, that's why your EDC bag actually, that's what, that's what it's designed for. So I would say um, just keep doing everything you're doing with your EDC bag. The only thing here is whether you're going to use it to get home or whether you're going to use it to uh, just get, get to your vehicle, which is where your bag is. So let me give you another example there. If you're like the, uh, the people up in... It was New York. I mean, this happens like almost seems like every every winter now, where somebody's trying to get home from work and there's a there's a storm and people are trapped on the throughway. They can't even get can't even get plows through there and they're trapped there for two, three days, even a week. And so, if all of the, I mean, do you really have enough stuff inside of your EDC bag to be able to sustain yourself in that situation? Do you have the right gear there? Do you have the right clothing? The right footwear, all of those things would be inside of your vehicle. And if you've got them with your bug out bag, now you've got your food, you have water purification in there. Uh, you have all, you have all the things that you're going to need to be able to sustain you inside of your bug out bag. It's right there. Survive in place. Okay. Let me go on to the next point that he has here. Uh, bug out bags are a last resort. And unless you live in Mayberry, I wouldn't risk such an investment in an unattended car. Um, first of all, good point. 
That is a very good point. Um, I live in an area that gets, we get break-ins all the time into vehicles. Most of it is just people checking to see if the vehicle is unlocked and they're going to, you know, they just want to, they just want a quick grab and, and they just go on. Um, but let's face it, I mean, gear is expensive. Bug out bags themselves, if you get a good, if you get a good bug out bag, it's going to be expensive. Like you're going to put the money into something that is really worth it. It's built well. It's designed for survival. Like cheap bags are cheap bags. That's what like the Jansport that you were talking about. So, um, so it is a good point. In fact, one other commenter, Midnight Maker, said my vehicle has been broken into numerous times in Seattle. So keeping anything in my vehicle is a no-no. All right. So let me address this. So uh, because this is a really this is a really good point here. Um, one is to treat your vehicle as you do your home. So your home can get broken into just like your vehicle can get broken into. So what do you do for your home? You fortify it. And you, when it comes to your gear, you, 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 can, you can do even more. But essentially what you're doing is you are fortifying your home with alarms, with good quality doors and locks and things like that, right? Well, you're going to do the same thing with your vehicle because the point isn't like what people get when they break into your car. The point is not getting people to break into your car to begin with, which delaying them or, or stopping, deterring them and stopping them is going to be your first, I mean, that's really what you want. And so that means having an alarm system on your car. It means locking your doors. You can even set up, um, like my vehicle has a passive camera inside of it. So if somebody it does break in, it's going to record them. So at least I have a record of, who's in there and it has night vision on it. So it's going to, it's going to hopefully catch them. I'll be able to be able to find out who, who stole my stuff, but you wanted to um, ha even having a club on the, uh, on the steering wheel. It helps you out with your insurance and it also deters people from breaking into your vehicle because they know that they're not going to be able to drive away with it. The alarm system again is another, another situation there. So those are all the things that you do to fortify your vehicle so that Hopefully nobody is going, I mean, they're going to look for something that's going to be an easier target, something that they can get into, but there's still another level that you can go here. And this is one of the things, I don't know if I said it in that, in that last episode or not, but camouflage, you want to camouflage your gear, but not with camouflage, not with, you know, any sort of like, um, uh, you know, camo patterns, like you're, like you're a soldier, coyote brown, anything that looks like it is a, a soldier's bag. You don't want to do it. And so, what you can do, though, is you want to hide it. You don't want it to be out in the open. You don't want to have this backpack full of gear just sitting out there in the back seat or uh, someplace where people can see it, because especially if it is a situation where people are freaking out, especially if it is a survival scenario, or you're trapped on, on the highway and people are going by and they're looking inside the vehicles to see what's there, and they see a backpack full of gear, of course they're going to want that. So don't let that happen. Like, don't make sure that they can't see at any time. I'm not, I'm not even talking about during, like, during a survival scenario, but I'm talking about like during any time. Never let anybody know that you've got that backpack there. So, for example, if you are in a pickup truck, can you get it behind the seat that you have? If there's like only one row of seats, can you put it behind the seat? Um, it can go inside of a trunk. Nobody's going to see inside of that trunk. Um, I have an SUV, and so for me. Hiding it just means putting it inside of a box that has some some additional survival gear in it that I can keep inside of my vehicle that's going to help me with evacuating. But on the outside, just putting the words photo album because nobody wants your damn photos, especially, especially if it's a survival scenario and people are leaving 
And um, you know, if they if they look inside the vehicle, they're looking for things that they that they might want. They don't care about photo albums. So just get a, a big box, write in big giant letters on there so people can see it. Photo albums, and all of my stuff is inside of there. All right, so so that's gonna help that's gonna help camouflage that right there. If you have a pickup truck, a lockbox might come in handy for you, something that you can stash that stuff in and just leave it there all the time. Okay? All right, so let's go on to I think, I think I left one part out here. So that was, if I had to actually bug out, I would absolutely need to get home for my AR-15. Uh, so, all right, so this is a, this is a big prepper thing. Is this the AR-15 being the ultimate survival gun and, and you're going to, like, you're not going to be walking down Main Street. Now, look, there is a place for it in, in prepper guns. There is, right? But it's typically not going to be. Like, if it's inside your vehicle, that's great. But if you have to leave your vehicle, you're going to leave that AR-15 behind, most likely. I don't, Dean, I don't think you are. I think you're shaking your head right now that you wouldn't. You would, you would embark on that. Well, how are you going to carry that with you? Now, there are ways that you can do that. You can take the AR-15 part, take the lower and the upper, take them apart. You can put them inside of your... Um, <clears throat> inside of your bug out bag and hide it inside of there. So there are ways that you could take that with you, right? So that's, that's totally doable, but you want something that's going to be accessible. So that's not going to be your primary weapon. I wouldn't, if, if it's a matter of going home because there's a wildfire that's in the area and I've got to get to my gut, my bug out bag and it, because it's not near my home yet, but all of a sudden I get there and, and the fire now has me trapped. Well, screw the AR-15. All right, I can get another AR. That's not a problem. If I need to get the hell out of the area, I'm going to get the hell out of the area. So look, there's a place for the AR-15. Typically, it is not in that evacuation mode. Typically, you're going to have it if you're in a shelter-in-place mode because just like in the military, we had a different weapon platform for each use. All right, so as far as like weapons go, it's a totally different subject, which I could go into, but don't get trapped uh, or, or don't get don't get this umbilical cord with your AR-15 thinking that you just have to go and get it. You, you don't have to go and get it. You plan for uh, for other other means. And I won't go into all, all of those things. That's like I said, that's a totally a different a different uh, episode that we can do here. All right. All right. So getting back to this here. Uh, number four, I also disagree with avoiding camo, camo and coyote brown and things like that are super popular today. I see those colors and patterns everywhere and looking tactical could save your life. Are you going to try and take the tactical bag or the white Jansport? I recommend the white Jansport because my tactical bag is a warning that if ignored will not end well. All right. So this is one of my pet peeves out there. So I, I talk about this a lot. I talk about this in our, in our survival class. Um, and, and actually Dean, like it's because of the things that you said. That's exactly what I mean by it. So, am, take that question. Are you, are you going to, uh, first of all, is it a popular color? I don't see it everywhere. I don't see it everywhere. I see backpacks everywhere, but I don't see coyote brown and tactical. Now, if you see it everywhere, it's because your reticular activating system, the, RA, the RAS system, it's the, it's the neural connection between your eyes and your brain. The way our brain works, we're all constantly looking for, uh, for things that are going wrong in our environment. We're looking for gigantic beasts that are going to eat us. We're looking for somebody to mate with. So it's like that's what our brain, we've got this croc brain that is just out there scanning constantly, looking for something that's different. The reason why you are finding those things, it's kind of like when you, when you buy, a, you buy like, a, like a Bronco, right? Like a brand new Bronco, and all of a sudden you see Broncos everywhere. It's because you're, you're accustomed to it. You're, you're, 
your reticular activating system is kind of looking for that a little bit. You recognize it more. With I don't see a bunch of uh, camo bags that are out there. If I do, and I look at that person, typically they've got the bumper stickers, they've got the t-shirt, they've got all that stuff to be able to look like a prepper. So back to your point here, who would I go after? Would I go after the person that is that has the tactical bag that's all camoed up, or do I go after the person with the white Jansport? I'm going to go after the person with the tactical bag. So think about it. If, if I'm going after anybody's stuff, it's because I need resources that I don't have. So if it is a survival scenario, I want food, I want water, I want weapons, I want things that I'm going to need for my own survival. Am I going to get that from the, the college-looking dude in a white Jan sport? No. I'm expecting there's probably books. He's probably His homework is in there. If I see the prepper who looks like a soldier that's carrying a camel backpack, I've seen enough episodes of Doomsday Preppers to be able to know that that's got food in it, that has water in it, that has weapons in it, that's got all kinds of really cool knickknacks in there and gizmos that I can use to protect myself and my family. Now, is that a warning? Like, oh, that, that doomsday prepper guy is, I better not mess with him. I better go after the person with the Jansport. No, you've got to sleep sometime. And when you go to sleep, I'm going to take a Louisville slugger and hit you over your coconut. And I'm going to take your big bag full of really cool gut, really cool stuff. That's the whole point. That's why I tell people, like, don't look like a prepper. The purpose of camouflage in the military is to blend in with your surroundings as much as you possibly can. That's the point of it. We, don't, we wouldn't wear giant orange backpacks out there on the battlefield because you know, that's somehow like, no, that's on a battlefield, there's a place for camo. In everyday carry, going gray man, if you will, you want to blend in as much as possible. Now, you can accomplish both because there, there are benefits to a tactical style bag, right? That you can, you know, the modularity of it, having the ability to strap stuff, you know, molly stuff on is great. But you don't want something that looks like camouflage or that color is what is what's going to first grab people's eyes because our, our eyes pick up color much faster than it does like the form of the backpack itself which is why I tell you don't don't have that color use some other color now the other thing that I said uh, I'm going to go ahead and continue here if there was a situation everybody was panicked no one is going to care about your camo backpack you're not Jason Bourne um, everyone is going to be preoccupied with their own uh, with their own situation. Yes, they are. That's my whole point. They're going to be preoccupied with their situation, which if it sucks, you're now a target. That's that's my point with it, right? Uh, no one's going to care about your camera. They are going to care about your camera backpack. Like if you have, like I, like I just said, right? Um, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to be afraid of that person. Like I'm not going to go up to you with your camo stuff and I'm not going to say, you know, pull out a gun and say, hey, give me that. I'm just not, like, I'm not looking for a fight, just like a regular criminal doesn't. They use the shadows. They use ambush. They use, they want to catch somebody off guard, startle them, and then use the element of surprise to their advantage. I'm going to wait until you go to sleep. Now, I will say there is one difference here, that if you are part of a well-prepared team of, like, you've got your survival team, and you, like, I've, like I got my my I've got my SEAL buddies. I have my uh, my CAGS guys from Delta. I have Special Forces guys. Like that's my that's my crew. Like literally, that's my crew. So if I'm going out, like I can go in force. I, we can go in force in our vehicles along the median. Somebody stops us, we're in force. We look like a military team if we're going to go that way. If you don't have that, 
And if you're not, all, if you guys don't have all your your crap together, that you are ready to evacuate in a moment's notice and put all that stuff together and just go for it. If you can, like do it, like go ahead and do it. But what's like, what if you can't? What if they back out? What if they're dead? What if whatever, right? Now it's just you all decked out like a prepper and, and your bag. Whereas if you have something that is tactical but doesn't look tactical, you've covered both. You can still go out there in force, dress in whatever you want, throw your BDUs on, grab your AR-15, get out there, be a badass. But that's not what you're typically going to do. I'll just say that there is that one caveat there, okay? All right, um, finally here, there was another question so I covered all of Dean's stuff. So Dean, I really appreciate, hopefully I've changed your mind on some of these things, but if you still disagree, please hit me back, man. Tell me why what I just said is, uh, is incorrect. I would love to get your feedback on it. Again, I want, I want people to, to change my mind. I want you to change my mind because that means that you, you just made me a better protector of my family. Now we can agree to disagree also, totally fine, but that's where I'm going to, I'm going to stop right there. Now, the final thing here was another comment that came in that I thought was really important and it does cover a, a different, a different point here. And it comes in from H Nicole Jorgensen, who said, I agree you need a bag in your vehicle, but what about if you have family at home or their bags are at home? Do you keep theirs in the car as well? Should kids keep a, a bag in the car as well? So that was a great question also. And I get this a lot in our, in our, our online survival class. Um, yes. So everybody should have their own, Couple points here. One, everybody should have their own bug out bag. Everybody does. Even if, and this happens a lot, like your spouse, if you're married or your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever, if they're not into prepping, they don't want a bug out bag, it doesn't matter. Like they're going to need their own stuff. It doesn't, maybe it doesn't have to have everything that you have, but at least give them their own food, their own water, uh, ability to, to purify water, things like that. Everybody should have their own, and yes, it should be in their own vehicle. So whoever is with the kids more, or whoever is, if you're planning your evacuation, whoever is closest maybe to school, uh, maybe your work is closest to school, that's the person that has the kids' bags inside of their vehicle as well, so that you can all meet up at a rally point outside of the danger zone or on your way to where your plan B is already planned out. That's where you're going to go, all right? Um, so the kids should have their own bag as well. They should have their own food in there. Uh, another uh, water, we use a we use a water bladder and an inline water filter. All right. So, but everybody should have their own, so that you're not having to share, having to stop more. All the other factors that go with that. So that was a great that was a great question also. All right. So so that that covers five tips right there and responses to to that video. Again, I'll put the link to the video in the show notes and the resources or the description, wherever you are, are listening to our podcast, please go ahead and also subscribe wherever you are. Subscribe to our podcast. You can go and leave a comment or, and subscribe over on our website. You can go to warriorlifepodcast.com. That'll take you to that special section there. Um, you'll also be able to get access to our cheat sheets for all of our, our podcasts. If you're over on the social media channels, on the interwebs, just go ahead and go there. We're on Facebook, Instagram, all those different places. Please leave a comment there. I try to read them as much as possible. We don't always do this sort of feedback type of a, of a show, but I thought that you know these were really great questions or great, great comments that Dean made. A lot of people share them. I thought that you would get a lot out of it as well. All right, so please leave your comment. Subscribe where you can subscribe, and I look forward to seeing your next broadcast. This is Jeff Anderson saying, live like a warrior. 
You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive. Survive.